Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi, Icon Church. We love you. We miss you. I was so disappointed that we didn't get to come up and be with you physically a couple of weeks ago, but at least we get to be here today uh, with you together. And our hearts are very much with you. And we want to say a big shout out and hugs to one of the best pastors on the planet, in the country, Paul and Jeannie Benger. We love you guys. Yes, we do. And Debbie and Nathan and little Zion, we miss you all. And you've got an incredible bunch of leaders. And so our love from our heart to your heart today. And uh, God is going to complete what he started. Yes, he is. So whatever you're doing today, wherever you are, in your living room, however you're feeling, God is going to complete what he started. He's going to lift you today. Yes, he is. And we want to also give a shout out to every campus. It's great that Chesterfield, of course, Derby, Sheffield, and then, of course, the new kids on the block, the newest members of the yeah. family. We've already heard amazing things about you, Stocksbridge and Rotherham. We're looking forward to meeting you in person at some point. Yep, and Steve's prepared an amazing word. So I'm going to pray, and we always pray that this will speak direct to your heart because this is where things need to be changed from. So if you're able, just pop your hand on your heart and let me pray that God's word takes root today. Lord, I pray that you prepare each one of our hearts, those of us that might be feeling weary or sad or lonely. I pray that today you'd bring courage and strength. Lord, open our hearts as your word is living and powerful and literally can transform our lives. May we be not only healed, hearers but doers of your word today we thank you as steve brings this word it will bring long-lasting change in jesus name and everybody said shout out loud in your living room amen amen say to someone beside you are you ready for this we love you guys over to you steve of course we also want to welcome everyone that's new so if you're tuning in you've been sent a link by a friend Welcome to Icon Church. It's a great family, a great church to be a part of. And so get to know some of the guys, get connected. They are pretty awesome. All right. I want to ask you a question. What's the one thing that you've learned through this lockdown? If you were to put all of your learning and choose one single word, what word would you write? Maybe if you're with family, maybe say, I learned this or pop something into the chat. If you're wondering what I've learned, thanks for asking. Let me give you the word that I've learned during this season. Are you ready for it? It's this word, anti-fragile, anti-fragile. That's the title of my message. And let me ask you, how anti-fragile are you? How anti-fragile are you? Now, there are some scriptures in the Bible, and I obviously love the Bible. I love these scriptures. But sometimes they don't quite make sense. Now, let me read one to you. It's from James 1, verse 2. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. What's this saying? Saying when you face a hardship, when you're doing it tough, when you can't pay a bill, when 
when you can't solve a problem, consider it pure joy. I don't know about you, but I don't always feel joyful when I'm doing it tough. Let me give you another example. It comes from 2 Corinthians 12, verse, verse 9 and 10. It says, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Boasting in my infirmities, taking pleasure in my infirmities. Someone says, Steve, how was your day? Well, I lost my job and the wife got COVID. I had an awesome day. It's not how we feel and respond, is it? So sometimes these verses seem a little strange, a little counterintuitive. I really want to get it and I'm trying to get it, but sometimes I don't quite see it. Or maybe you've had a person come to you when you're in the middle of a trial and they give you a scripture and instead of feeling uplifted, sometimes it can even feel discouraging. So why should we feel triumphant in our trials? Why should we celebrate our sufferings? Because of that word, anti-fragile. How anti-fragile are you? Now, my journey with this word, it started about three months ago. It was just before the virus, and I was recommended a book by, of all people, Pastor Paul Benger. How many know he's got an incredible mind, and I always love talking to him, and I'm always asking him, what books are you reading? I seem to come away from conversations with him feeling, feeling a little bit smarter and a little bit more resourced, and he recommended this book to me. It's called Anti-Fragile, and then if you can see the subtitle, it says Things That Benefit From Disorder. So just for a moment, let me think of this word, fragile. How would you define the word fragile? Nassim Taleb, the author of that book, he says fragile is something that is harmed by exposure to volatility. So just imagine for a moment you're sending something to Australia, maybe a set of delicate, I don't know, champagne glasses, and you're sending it over the seas. You'd probably wrap it in tape like this. It says fragile, or often it will say handle with care. Have you ever done that? Fragile, because something is delicate, it's breakable. But if I was to ask you, what is the opposite of the word fragile, what word would you choose? In fact, why not pick a word or write it in the chat? What is the opposite of fragile? Now, I can't hear you at the moment, but maybe some of you are saying words like strong, robust, resilient. In other words, when something is robust, it stops it from breaking. So here we have an Amazon package. Come on, who loves Amazon? I wonder what stuff you've been ordering, all right? But it comes like this, and when it doesn't have the fragile sticker, it's because something inside, it's tough, it's durable, it's resilient. You don't expect it to break. Think about this for a moment. Robust isn't the opposite of fragile. Robust is something which can withstand volatility. It isn't damaged it stays the same. 
But what if there was a, prod, a product which actually benefited from volatility? Something that got stronger. Something that became even better when exposed to stress or suffering. Then that would be known as anti-fragile. I mean, imagine something like this. Something which the more you tried to damage it, the stronger it became because it's anti-fragile. And it says, please mishandle. So you've got this, if you like, triad of fragile, robust, and anti-fragile. So let me give you a definition of anti-fragile. It's something that benefits from volatility. Now, Nassim Taleb tells us in his book that in English, there is no word for anti-fragile. In fact, he searched other languages. Uh, he looked at Russian, he looked at German and other Semitic type languages. And there was no other word in these languages for anti-fragile. So even though there's not a concept in language, there is this concept in myth mythology. So in Greek mythology, there is the goddess Hydra, a serpent-like creature who dwells in Lake Lerna near Argos. Not the Argos in Rotherham, but the Greek city. And Hydra was a bit like a dragon, and she had numerous heads. And you wouldn't want to go into battle against Hydra. She might even live in Stocksbridge, you never know. But if you went to fight with Hy Hydra, and you cut off one of her heads, here's what would happen. Two would grow back. In other words, she became stronger and more powerful. Taleb in his book gives us another illustration of anti-fragility. When he met with a UK government minister advisor who introduced him to the con concept of PTG. Now, you may never have heard of it, but you probably have heard of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. That anybody exposed to a, to a traumatic situation will come, come out suffering from stress. That's a fragile response. But what if there was an anti-fragile response? And that's where PTG comes in. Post-traumatic growth. I love that. As a society, we tend to focus on the negative, PTSD. Very few of us have heard of PTG, but if you study it, you'll see there's lots of academic articles and study on this. For example, one scientist came up with seven different benefits or PTGs that come out of going through a difficult situation. So maybe as I read these seven, hopefully you'll see them on the screen. Maybe you can choose whether you'd like them. If you would, put something on the chat. So number one, a greater appreciation of life. Who wants some of that? A changed sense of priorities. As a person, you become warmer. You have more intimate relationships. Now calm down, all you young adults in Chesterfield. I've seen what you like. A greater sense of personal strength. And then finally, the recognition of new possibilities or paths for one's life and spiritual development. I love that. Currently, as well as anti-fragility, I'm reading another book about, written by Boris Johnson, our prime minister. It's about Sir Winston Churchill. And I have always loved Churchill. In fact, he came to power in 1940 when we really needed him as a nation. 
And he did an incredible job. Why? Because he was an anti-fragile leader. Where there was chaos and volatility and stress, man, he stepped up to the plate. I think your senior pastors are anti-fragile leaders. As we've chatted over the last few weeks, it's been amazing how Pastor Paul has just stepped in and brought strength and leadership and brought order from disorder. Your church is going great. So let me ask you, how anti-fragile are you? Maybe you're thinking, Steve, this is all great, this concept, but is it in the Bible? How does this impact me spiritually? Here's what I did. I took this concept of anti-fragility. And then I looked to see whether you could find it in God's word. And I love this book, as I know many of you do. I love the fact that God's word is a bit like a diamond. If any of you ladies have got your diamond rings, just hold it up to the light. And what makes a diamond so beautiful is it catches the light, the different perspectives and colors. God's word is like that. You look at a scripture one day and you see certain things. You, you look at it again a year later and you see completely different things. It catches the light of truth in many different ways. So why don't we look through the lens of anti-fragility? Let me give you a few scriptures that it, it really helped me understand in a more powerful way. So number one, this is Exodus 1 verse 12. If you're new to faith, this is the story of the Israelites when they were in bondage in Egypt. And a new pharaoh came to power. And man, he, he, he laid into the, the slaves and he, he got them to make bricks without straw. And it says in Exodus 1 verse 12, listen to this. This is a statement of anti-fragility. It says, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. I love that. You'd expect it to say the more they afflicted them, the more fragile they became. But it doesn't. It says the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. How amazing. Let's go back to James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I love that. When you go through a trial, when you go through a tough season, it's as, it's as if you take energy from that situation and it strengthens you. In 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 12, it says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Listen to this, that the excellence of the power may be of God. If we look back at that triad of Fragile, robust, anti-fragile. Sometimes I think we, in our own strength, we try and move from being fragile to robust. But the reality is we're all fragile in our humanity. The, cre the key to growing in strength is to lean on the anti-fragility of God. It says the excellency of the power is of God. That's where we get our anti-fragility. We draw down from his divinity and his strength. And that's what strengthens us. Paul says we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. He goes on in verse 12. So that death is working, not death is working, but life in us. Because we're drawing from his strength. In ourselves, we're fragile, 
But thank God our God is unbelievably anti-fragile. Let's look at one more scripture. You still with me? Still doing good? I think as northerners, because I'm a northerner, I think we're pretty anti-fragile. Yeah, especially you guys in uh, Sheffield. You boys are made of steel, all right? Not like these southerners that I have to live with a lot of the time, a little bit of fragility in there. But are you still with me? All right, one more scripture. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 12. It says, concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Paul is talking here about his fragility. And maybe you're feeling a bit fragile, especially in this season. And I want to encourage you. Maybe you've called out to God even three times. Saying, God, I need healing. God, do something in my family. God, I need a miracle in my business. Paul said to me, Paul says in verse 9, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Friend, I want to say to you, God's grace is sufficient for you. And God says, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. If you're feeling weak right now, his grace is available. His strength is available. The anti-fragility of God. And that's why Paul says, therefore, because of that, most gladly, I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ, the anti-fragility of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. And then he wraps it up with this. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Even though I am fragile, friend, he is incredibly anti-fragile. And so crisis and trials and sufferings, they're great revealers. They reveal your fragility and his anti-fragility. Crisis reveals the fragility of your, or the strength of your mental health. It reveals the strength of your marriage. It reveals the strength of your relationships. Let me ask you again, what has this crisis revealed about you? How anti-fragile are you? So as we close this message, just two things that I'm believing are going to apply to your life and to your church, to Icon Church. And friend, if you're tuning in for the first time, then I'm believing that they will apply to you. So number one, you ready for this? Number one, you can come through this stronger. You can come through this stronger. Maybe it's possible to not only go through a trial, but to grow through a trial. To not only survive the season, but to thrive in this season. I don't believe for one second that God sent this pandemic, but I do believe that God can use it for good in your life. Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. What if God allows, us, allows trials and tribulations not to harm you, but to strengthen you, to benefit you, to grow you, to make you a bigger person? Because he's making you anti-fragile.
When you look through the lens of your own fragility, all you see is that red and white tape and it says fragile. All you're seeing is your human frailty, your human response, and maybe it's one of fear. But what if you, some of you, you pulled off that label, tore away the tape, and instead of seeing yourself as weak and fragile, you start to see yourself through the lens of his anti-fragility. You write those four letters, A-N-T-I, and it will make a huge difference to your life. A new name across the neurons of your mind, anti-fragility. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who gives you his strength. I'm believing that that's going to apply to you. And friend, if you're new to church, I'd encourage you to stay around at the end of this message. We would love nothing more than to pray for you to have that life-changing encounter with Jesus. So number one, you can come through this stronger. But secondly, let me speak to every single campus and location. Stocksbridge, Rotherham, Chesterfield, Derby, Sheffield. Come on, let's, let's really grab this together as a church. Icon Church, you're going to come through this stronger. I really believe that. The church has always been anti-fragile. On the day she was born, Jesus spoke over her in Matthew 16. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against her. The gates of hell may persecute. They may send pandemics, but they will not prevail against you, Icon Church. If you look through church history, through every tsunami wave of persecution, the church grew stronger. It was said by Tertullian, I believe it was, that the blood of the martyrs was the seed of the church. The more that the mighty Roman Empire persecuted and spilt blood, the more that the church grew. Why? Because she is anti-fragile. I love that. It continues to move forward because Jesus promised, I will build my church. I'm believing, Icon Church, that you're not just going to step forward in this season. You are going to be catapulted and turbocharged into the, to all that God has for you. He's got so much ahead of you in every location. Together, church, we're going to come out stronger. I love that. Icon Church, it's not going to be a case of post-traumatic stress syndrome. But how good is it that you are going to suffer from post-traumatic growth syndrome? You're going to come out stronger. Let's remind ourselves of those seven benefits as I finish. Come on, who would want these benefits? I'm, I'm speaking this over your church. Number one, you're going to have a greater appreciation of life. You're already a life-giving church and a life-loving church, but God is going to stir that up and people are going to be attracted to to the life of your church. Number two, there's going to be a changed sense of priorities. You've learned what's important and what's not important in this season. The things that are important are things like your family, things like your church family. You're going to step out of this with a greater appreciation. Number three, you're going to come out warmer. People who you've taken for granted, people who maybe you've been offended by, 
I'm believing you're going to come out and give them, once you're allowed to, the biggest hug. Because we're going to be warmer and more loving towards each other. Number four, more intimate relationships. Come on, who's up for that? All of the single people, I can see your hands. Just calm down again in Chesterfield. All right, number the next one. You're going to have a greater sense sense of personal strength. You're going to discover that you are anti-fragile. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who gives his strength. And then lastly, a recognition of new possibilities or paths for one's life and spiritual development. Some of you are going to be called into ministry. Some of you are going to step up into ministry. Some of you are going to start to see your businesses and workplaces as simply an avenue to equip and empower you to reach people and to minister right there in your place of work. God's going to do something and stir something. And lastly, as I finished, here's what I believe God is saying to you as a church. You're saying, devil, we are anti Fragile. If you're going to mess with us and mishandle us, all that's going to happen is you're going to stir us up to be stronger and more powerful in Jesus' name. And so I speak that over you, church, over your families, and over your future. We love you so much. Keep going for it, guys. You're doing amazing. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Steve. What an incredible message today. Every service at Icon Church, we love to give people an opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus. And I know today that there are people who are watching today and you're saying, that's me. I want to make a decision for the first time. I've never made that decision before in my life, but today's the day and this is my moment to make that decision. And if that's you, I want to pray for you in a few moments. I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you to press the button that you can see on your screen that says, raise my hand and I'll know to include you in my prayer. Or if you're watching on YouTube, to put a raised hand emoji just in the comments. And again, I'll know to include you in this prayer. There's also people watching today and you've made that decision before, but today you're saying, I've drifted, I've wandered away, I've not been walking close to God or following him. And I want to come back today. I want to make that decision. Will you do the same thing? Would you raise that hand? Would you press that button? If you're watching on church online, or would you put that hand in the comments on YouTube, because I'm gonna pray for you in a moment. I'm just gonna wait five seconds, and whether you're doing this for the first time or you're making a recommitment, would you press that button now? Would you raise your hand just there in the comments, and I'm gonna wait five seconds, and then I'm gonna pray for you. I'm believing today that God is speaking to you, and I'm believing today that this is your day. You're not listening by accident. This is your day to make a response. So come on, five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to pray right now and it's not too late. You can still press that button. You can still raise that hand as I'm praying for you. Lord, I thank you for every person who's making a decision to follow you today. I thank you this is a life-changing moment, whether that's a first-time decision or a recommitment. I thank you that your presence and your Holy Spirit is going to be with those people today. And I thank you, God, that they're going to be able to follow you and walk with you because you will fill them with your grace and with the Holy Spirit. I pray that they will know your presence with them right now as they've made that decision. Decision. And I pray they'll know your strength to walk forward and to walk through anything that they're facing in their lives right now. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www. 
icon.church. Have the best week.